you want to start with you from the very beginning to the latest what's happening now i uh grew up in la born and raised my name's chandler juliet both of my parents are session musicians so i kind of grew up in this world of music constantly being around and my sister and i were both required to pick instruments from a young age so i was always kind of immersed in music and the just having the ears and that innate talent from my parents thank you mom and dad um and uh, being pushed into that discipline at a very young age and um studied cello violin piano and all that stuff um lessons and all that and played cello for the longest i was in like honor orchestras and played for about 10 years and all the while i was teaching myself how to play guitar and sing so um music was kind of a refuge for me in that way and songwriting and just taking to the guitar and writing um my heart out you know and i felt like i had nowhere else to turn so music definitely saved me in that way and i had been wanting to do acting first and i'm just love storytelling in general so acting was kind of my main goal for the longest time until i one day performed my original songs for a bunch of 10 year old girls that i was working at a summer camp uh, an arts camp and that's when I noticed that I have a contagious songwriting ability because they learned my songs and asked me to play them again and again and again and taught my songs to other people. And um, that's when I realized like, wait, I have like so many songs. I'm going to go home and record them and start making music videos and just, and, and that's where it kind of went off like, like a firework. And I just haven't really stopped since. Um, it's been about seven years now and <laughs> a lot has changed since then. I've only gotten more, more introspective, more in touch with who I am and how, what my sound is like and what kind of stories I want to tell and being authentically me and everything that I make art wise. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exciting. It's cool that both your parents are musicians too. Um, what was what was it like the first moment? Like they noticed that, you know, you had singing abilities or you can play guitar and you actually want to record a song, you know, in the studio session. What was that like? Ooh, the first moment, I, I can't remember the first moment, you know, I, I started playing piano when I was five and I don't yeah. know. So did your, did your parents record your first session? Yeah, actually. Like? <laughs> session um, was, well, my sister like wrote a really sick Halloween song one year when I was maybe like 13 or something. And she's two years older and like, wrote. A, I mean, no, we were probably younger than that, like wrote a sick Halloween song. So my dad heard the song was like, this is dope. And then like started recording it. And we, we all did background vocals, like the ghosts and the witches and stuff. It was so fun. And um, yeah, so that was probably one of my first songwriting sessions. And it's so cool that even after that, like aha moment at the summer camp, when I played my songs for those young girls for the first time, I had yeah. still been recording my songs, like with my dad, even in high school. I was like, dad, I wrote the song. Like, record the song he was like yeah and I'm like pouring my heart out like you broke my heart or whatever the song is about and he's just like yeah cool like do you want to do another <laughs> just avoiding the concept but yeah, yeah I was still recording songs with my dad even before I knew like music was going to be my main focus because it was always like I'm going to act in sitcoms and movies and then I'll release albums after so it was always part of the plan but it became part of the forefront, you know, and then here we are. <laughs> Word. Um, and you spoke a little bit about being an actress. 
Um, and I read somewhere that you did comedy as well. So uh, let's talk about your different endeavors outside of music and how'd you stumble across them? Hmm. Well, uh, I think that comedy and laughter is like the most healing thing ever. And I was always kind of like the class clown growing up. And I think I discovered my playful comedic side probably in like fourth or fifth grade when I would just like blurt out my one-liners and the whole class would laugh. It would be like, <laughs> I did that. Like I made everyone laugh. Like it feels so good. Um, so that's probably where that started. And then in college, I was a theater major before I was like a business major and then a film major. Um, but I, I uh, joined uh, improv teams and sketch comedy teams and just started making movies with my friends. And that's where that passion kind of arose as well. And it's kind of nice because when I don't feel like writing music and I feel like I have a writer's block, um, sometimes, sometimes the art and the message I'm trying to get across can better be, be shared through comedic storytelling because it makes you laugh but then it makes you think and laughter is also healing so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool you're all around creative that's awesome try to be i try i like to express myself <laughs> yeah what do you feel like the state is today of being a comedian um i think comedy is like the final frontier of free speech in general and if we can't like joke about these serious things that are i mean we're in a very serious time and if we can't laugh about the absurdities of life anymore then yeah. we can't really say what's really on our minds anymore and i think that's actually a very scary thing and i will argue that dave Chappelle did not get canceled because he can't be canceled. <laughs> Dave Chappelle is one of my favorite, favorite comedians of all time. And I think what I like most about his form of art is it's comedic and it's funny. But every time I watch Dave Chappelle, I walk away having learned something or having right. like something to think about and just been like, oh, that's really, I don't really know how I feel about that. And he doesn't like shove anything down anyone's throat. He just shares some questions and he leaves you to to think about the answers so um so yeah we are in a very interesting time in artistic industries in general because i think that it is definitely heading in one way and i think that's why we need to um continue to speak our mind and live our authentic truth even in these times even if people don't like what you have to say because if we don't like we'll be wishing that we did you know not too long from now that's the way i see it that's awesome yeah because even there were like some netflix employees who were planning on striking and they got fired so i guess like netflix feels the same way you do right like you know it wasn't offensive um he's just been dave Chappelle, and every time we listen to him like we learn something so let's go for dave Chappelle. Yeah, especially since he he is a unique person. I think there's a lot of dark stuff that goes on in the industry. And um, so many people wish that they could do what Dave Chappelle did, right? Like he yeah. actually had a platform that he has built and he did not do this overnight. He did this over decades, right? Like yeah. he got some deal with um, the original show he had, Chappelle's show, and was like, you know what? I'm out and like walked away from like $50 million or something like that, right? Exactly, and yeah. 
he's built his career on living authentically. And that's why I think he's uncancelable because he earned that right. And so many people wish they could have like a, a comedy special and say, hey, yeah, I never got paid for Chappelle's show or whatever. And they're like, uh, here's a check, you know, and then they make it right. Um, exactly. You know, few artists actually have that opportunity <laughs> to do that. Um, and he does. So I think that that's why, like, he's probably never going to actually be canceled and be deplatformed because, because he's earned, he's earned his, uh, his, his seat. He's earned his seat at the table, I think. <laughs> right, right. Who are some of your favorite comedians? Definitely love Dave Chappelle. Um, he's one of my favorites because he's more like a preacher, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Like Bill Burr, Kevin Hart, uh, Tiffany Haddish. Yes, 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 yes. Actually, I, I think that I admire comedians the most. And there's a lot of local comedians in LA that I just like love. And I find myself to be a funny person, but I don't think I could ever see myself doing stand up, at least for a while. I'm thinking about working it in between like my songs or something like that, because I think music is my like highest contribution artistically at the moment. Um, sketch film stuff is different but um I just have so much respect for comics and when I watch them live I'm just like in awe like how can you go up there and just have like confidence in these like sheesh like and you know every comedian I've talked to is like um if you want to learn how to be a better comedian go up there and bomb like do you know you will learn more from your failure than you will from your wins when it comes to stand-up comedy. And I'm just like, bro, I could never, you know, I have a lot of fear of, uh, of, uh, yeah, being, being judged, being laughed at instead of laughed with. So maybe once I resolve that, I can maybe play with stand-up. I don't know. <laughs> that's hard. Yeah, that's cool. Let's get back to the music. Uh, your latest single, Love Language, is hot. I've seen the video. Actually, that's not your latest single. Your latest single is Worship, and your latest video is um, Love Language. So let's talk about that video because it's hot. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I love the creative direction. So let's talk about how you come about your music videos. Thank you. Okay, so yeah, so Love Language and Worship and uh, previous song I put out after that is called Bitch Don't Bother Me. All three of them oh. are going here on my upcoming EP, which is called Language of Love. It's got five, maybe six songs that are all kind of in this love theme, but it takes you through like a story of a love relationship, like, mm. you know, yearning for that connection and then, you know, the cat and mouse game and then maybe it didn't work out so well. And then getting back to self-love and just like, you know what, no matter what, my cup is full as long as I fill it first because you can't pour from an empty cup, you know? So that's that EP. And the music video, it's the first music video I've made for any of the songs in the EP. And yeah, that one was really fun to come up with because uh, the director I worked with, he wanted to do like three couples or something like that. And I was like, yeah. I don't know if I want to do three couples. I want to do like one couple one like family relationship and then one like father-daughter relationship or like grandfather yeah. and grandson or something we couldn't get a grandfather we couldn't get a grandson but we got um my best friend Marquise who's, who uh, brought his doggos and uh, I thought that's like a funny third relationship that people wouldn't always consider um but yeah. people love for their pets and pets bring so much love into the family so um so yeah I kind of wanted to just showcase three different types of loving relationships, all yearning to get on the same page and can do that through
through communication and yeah, <laughs> communication. Nice. Let's talk about basically um, just how your music videos look, the aesthetic look of it. Um, obviously, the direction of them, as far as the visuals, choreography, um, location. Are you behind all that? Are you like micromanaging? Are you have a director that you partner with to kind of come up with the concepts? So I graduated from uh, CSUN and graduated in the film department. So being a storyteller, I like to be involved in every step. And I do like to do micromanaging stuff. Like I want to see me in everything that I put my name on because I have really good ideas and, you know, I, I want to tell stories and, and all that stuff. So, um, so yes, I do like to be very, very involved in every step of the process of any, any creation. Um, for this one, we filmed in Los Angeles and mm -hmm. uh, the super colorful thing was an idea of the directors, uh, Alex DeMarco. And then he found a studio where we could film that and, and nice. do like a chromatic look and, uh, yeah, you know, I think I wanted a little bit more narrative, but I think that what was cool about this video is how metaphorical it was, and it's just like mm -hmm. colorful and fun, and it captures the the energy of the song, and it's you know just like joyful and happy, and and feels like a celebration. Right. Nice. Let's talk about your studio process. Like, did you have that vision for that music video when you're making the song? Like, what sets the vibe for you in the studio? Ooh, so I made that song with an incredible producer named David Burris, and that was the first day we met. We wrote, we sat down and was like, nice to meet you, and he started, like, playing with the synth, and I was on the couch, like, noodling lyrics, and I was like, what do you think of, like, love language? Love language is just like, oh, it's sick, like, that's a cool concept right now, and I was like, cool. Just, like, wrote, wrote it super quick, and, and it just came together, like, magic when we met, and, um, to answer your question, no, I definitely did not come up with the visual for the video in when I was writing the song. And I've actually worked with several different teams on coming up with an incredible visual for Love Language. It's one of my favorite songs I've ever made. So I definitely wanted to get the music video right. And I've worked with so many different teams. And for some reason, it just like, well, obviously, the first thing was like the pandemic <laughs> kind of like disrupted our momentum there with that team. And then starting with others, oh, they got too busy or whatever. So I am very thankful that it's finally out and uh, it's on YouTube now, youtube.com slash Chandler Juliet. And it's, um, it's doing well. So I'm very, very happy to see the response be so positive. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, now I saw somewhere one of your biggest influencers is John Mayer. So uh, let's talk about that relationship. Just like, how'd you become so close with John Mayer? What do you mean? You said one of my influences? Your biggest influences, yeah. Where did you see that? I, I read it somewhere online. I'd say that maybe beginning that was way more true. I love John Mayer. I think his musicianship is remarkable. He's obviously a true musician. He plays guitar so well. And a lot of, um, well, I would say in the beginning of my artist career, all my songs were written on guitar first. It was much more of like a folk pop thing, um, guitar-based, singer-songwriter. And as I've explored with more um, producers in LA, I think it's become like undeniably more R&B, which is kind of funny because my parents are jazz musicians and I've always been like, jazz! Yeah. And like now it's just like coming through me and I love 
R&B and I just sing with so much soul. I have so much soul to share. And like, I'm really excited to see that development over time. And um, yeah, I think that a lot of my music is still guitar based. So I think that's, I just love John Mayer. I think his songwriting is really unique and special. And um, yeah, he's, he can back it up with his musicianship. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's talk about some of your favorite R&B artists out right now. Like Summer Walker? Who are you rocking yeah. with R&B wise? Yes, let's see. R&B. My favorite artist is not an R&B artist right now, but I do think there's some R&B influence right now. And her name's Upsall. She's so dope. She mm. is another true musician, like plays every instrument and her songwriting is just so sick. Um, my other favorite artist right now is Queen Herbie. Do you know who she is? Queen Herbie, yeah, of course. Yeah, so fucking dope. He's like making these like powerful female badass vibe anthems for like girls to just like step into that confident version of yourself. And yeah. I definitely play a little bit more with that. Um, yeah, yeah, those are two of my favorite female artists right now. I definitely love seeing like what Snow Allegra is doing. And yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, I love hearing all these r&b artists i'm like oh wow this is great <laughs> so yeah let's put it out in the universe you know as far as collaborations what artists would you want to collaborate with right now mm, i love khalid i would love to collaborate with khalid uh, yeah so good and who else let's see hmm that's a really challenging question because it's got to be compatible you know it's more than just liking an artist's music it's got to be mm. like compatible with the brand and everything um let me think are you me... thinking like city girls or something like that <laughs> like i like <laughs> cardi b but i don't know if it goes with my brand right 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 exactly <laughs> like i mean I love a lot of alternative okay. artists like Opsal and like queen harvey like i'd love to work with them but like i think that that would be more like a in the studio thing not you like a x like chandler x khalid makes sense you know uh it makes no, more that'd sense be hard. yeah i agree <laughs> yeah like little nas x he's so cool i think that his uh his artistry is uh I, I think he's just like snarky and like opinionated and i think he's he's riding the wave for sure i think that he sure. uh gotta get the people talking right right he's squeezing it for sure <laughs> Did you watch the AMAs? No, I didn't. Who's your, what do you think? You brought up Lil Nas X, is he your favorite? Yeah, I like his music. I like his songs. I mean, it, it definitely grabs your attention, like you say. You know, it's like, it's like a different version of 6ix9ine, you know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's, it's a lot of entertainment outside of just the music, you know, but it all, it's inclusive. It's hard. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's dope, the whole idea of Lil Nas X. Yeah. No, I didn't watch the AMAs. Did you? I haven't. I haven't. I've seen highlights, though. So I've seen like Best New Artists and some performances. I've seen the Anderson Pack and Bruno on Mars performance. Ooh. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they're both so good. Oh my gosh. Bruno Mars is so good. Anderson Pack so good. <laughs> yeah. Anderson Pack is dope. He's actually from the city that I was saying. So like Ventura. Is that where you're from? Ventura County, yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's right. That's where I live at right now. Actually, Santa Barbara, but it's like super close. Right on. Yeah, I'm from the valley, so we're both like Cali people. We're hell yeah, definitely. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in LA and the valley for sure. I went to uh, Cal State Northridge at one point, 
So when you set the film school there, I was like, yeah, they have a dope-ass film program. I went to the uh, the Hollywood Film Recording School on Sunset. So you know where that's at? Yes, I do. So did you, did, you didn't finish at CSUN, but you finished the LA Film School or? Yeah, yeah. I went ahead and went there and just finished up there. Good job. Yeah, same for you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, so Chandler Juliet, I got a series of questions for you right now and just okay. answer them to the best of your ability. Um, so first question is smash, marry, kill. And it's hypothetical. You got to smash one, kill one, marry one. And uh, your nominees are Post Malone, Justin Bieber, and the kid Leroy. That's a very interesting collection of people to choose from because I was just telling someone that the kid Leroy sounds like he's trying to rip off Post Malone. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this sounds like he's trying to rip off Post Malone. I am a Post Malone fan. That's that's my dream collaboration, by the way. Post Malone. Yes. Um, I would say Mary Posty. (laughs) I would never kill anyone, but I know... I know the kid Leroy the least, so I'm gonna go with that one. And then I get Justin. I can't smash him. <laughs> well, you're not a believer or what? <laughs> he's very talented. He's extremely talented. I was just talking about all of this because the Bieber Kid Leroy song was like on in some like restaurant I was in, and I was like, Yeah, it's hot, right? Justin Bieber is extremely talented. Like he's never put out a song that was bad. Like all the songs are good. He's always nailing it. He's a super talented singer and performer. He's great, you know. You like, you like Yummy? Of, he delivers, you know. You like his song Yummy? <laughs> Do I like his song Yummy? Girl, you it, got that I, Yummy. <laughs> I know the song. It gets stuck in my head sometimes. That is a really <laughs> you know I've, I've like gone down the youtube rabbit hole late at night like with popcorn like maybe a little and i'm just like <laughs> the theory about that music video i'm like huh. yeah i mean your eyeshadow is actually an action video he has like pink on right <laughs> you're right yeah your your music video ready jb ready yeah. we got a real believer right here yes <laughs> what can i say we're Instagram, Snapchat, or TikTok? Which one is your favorite? What, what, what did you just say? Instagram, Snapchat, Snapchat or-, or TikTok? Which one is your favorite? Instagram. Mainstream or underground music? Underground. Mixtapes or albums? <sighs> albums. Albums. Majors or independent? Independent. Or, by the way, what's your situation right now? Because obviously you build a fan base and you have a lot of content. I'm sure the, the labels are knocking on the door, so. Labels are uh, are sleeping on a lot of hot artists right now and artist development is not really happening the way it used to. So I think it's all about the independent artists just like taking the power back and just like building your own empire brick by brick, so. We're podcast or radio? Mm, podcasts write or freestyle write or freestyle yeah freestyle festivals are raised i've been to neither festivals <laughs> lakers or clippers lakers or weed or liquor 
weed. <laughs> What's her joints? Joints. Word. Who so who's your like your favorite weed enthusiast? You got, you know, Snoop Dogg, got a lot out there. Like the ambassadors for weed. Get me to talk about this publicly. I've never, ever, ever said I was ever gonna disclose this in case I have some young fans. Um, <laughs> like, I don't really drink, so it's it's been it's been nice to have like something that's like this is mine. Like really? I don't need to have fun. This is my thing, you know, whatever. Um, my favorite weed enthusiast. I mean, I think Snoop Dogg is the weed enthusiast. So that's funny that you bring him up. What yeah. are some other? Yeah, what Wiz Khalifa? You got you have a lot. You have Seth Rogen. No, yeah. You got a lot of weed enthusiasts out there, some ambassadors at the forefront. Live, you know, like Ching Seth Chong. Rogen. Who? Ching Ching Chong. Cheech and Chong. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, Snoop Dogg. Let's go with Snoop, yeah. <laughs> I went to see him live once in, um, at some LA jazz festival thing at UCLA, and it was so funny. Like, the internet opened for him, and it was such a dope concert, and then as soon as he started playing, like, da-da-da-da-da, like, huge, like, mushroom clouds of weed smoke went up. It was, it was a pretty epic, epic day. <laughs> yeah, Snoop's a legend. You watch his show with Martha Stewart? I haven't yet. I think yeah, it's so, it. so cool they did that, though. Like, that is, like, a really powerful way to reinvent yourself, and that was hilarious. Where take out or dine in? These days, it's been more take out than dine in, but I, I think I prefer to dine in because you got to dress up to get it. <laughs> you from L.A. too, so you got some spots, I'm sure. Like, what's some of your favorite restaurants in L.A.? Oh, yeah. Are you asking me my favorite restaurants? Yeah. Hmm. It's hard to choose. It depends on what area you're in. Um, some of my favorites right now, I like really like the spot Granville. Have you ever been there? I've heard of Granville, yeah. Definitely. So good. It's really, really like it delivers. Let me think what else do I love. I love Korean barbecue. Like I've been hitting up Korean barbecue spots lately because I've been doing the 75 hard challenge. I don't know. What's if you've heard that? Of it. I haven't heard of that yet. No. 75 hard is like, it's not uh it's a fitness challenge, but it's also like a mental fortitude challenge. Like 75 days in a row where you do not miss a single day of the following. Cause if you miss a single day or you cheat on a meal, you have to start over. So it's about like, how long can you stick with this? Um, and the challenge is two workouts, two 45 minute workouts every single day. And one of them has to be outside a gallon of water, 10 pages of a self-help slash entrepreneurial book and a progress picture every day. And you have to stick to a diet and you can choose whatever diet you want, but you have to stick to it for all 75 days. And if you cheat once you have to start over. So, um, so yeah, Korean barbecue is always like my, uh, my like celebration meal and I can still eat it because it's just like meat veggies yeah. and that's pretty good diet is. So I've been hitting those up lately. Well, yeah. What, what's your favorite spot in LA to eat? Um, just to say like Bossa Nova, like Bossa Nova, I like Stink and Rose. It's pretty fire. Uh, Kitchen 24. Yeah some spots in LA for sure definitely yeah that's a good one yeah and for every genre you know you're gonna need something different you know 
And if you're in like Hollywood, there's some great spots. And if you're like in the Valley, there's some great spots. So yeah, that's like a whole like YouTube video, like visiting my favorite restaurants in LA, like diners, diners, drive-ins and dives style. Yeah, we should do a mukbang. That'd be hard. Ooh, that's a good idea. adding a lot of content to my youtube channel just trying to like get more personal with my my people um and uh i haven't done a mukbang yet but i do know a girl that has like her whole channel is like food and eating that's like i will be down to be like come a food influencer because i i do like i really do love food so much i'm kind of like i'd say i'm a foodie but you know it's it releases endorphins like extremely flavorful food like i get really I'm very passionate about it. <laughs> yeah. I like watching it too. It's like always satisfying with all the noises and the crunches. And yeah. I feel like <laughs> that sounds like weird in theory, but I honestly, to be fair, I haven't watched it. When I see like the noodle ones, like <laughs> I get really weirded out. I'm like, I don't want to hear your slurping. That's like, yeah, that's a little bit weird. But maybe it'd be fun to film. Yeah, but a uh, designer casual designer or night or day day hot or cold hot uh, relationships or single relationships condo or house house uber or lyft lyft money or fame oh that's so hard <laughs> I can't answer that question. My whole life, I thought it was fame. And now I'm like, money. Money. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't choose. They both sound great. One way is a round trip. What'd you say? One way is a round trip. When you fly, you book one way. Hmm. My mood right now is one ways. One ways for sure. Smash or make love? Make love. Yeah, name three red flags. Raising your voice and like getting emotional about like anything. <laughs> Just like getting emotional and like upset to the point of raising your voice. Whew, yeah, that's not only a red flag, that's a deal breaker for me to not raise your voice ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you average like 80 20 so you still pass the test (laughs) you did pass a series of questions hey Chandler so is there anything you want to mention any upcoming projects or anything like that you want to kind of give us exclusive one right now well I am just super excited to be releasing this EP language of love that I've been working on for a super long time that's out in February of 2022 so keep an eye out for that and follow me on YouTube to see more of these film projects I'm working on, uh, music videos and short films and scenes and sketches and all of the above. So yeah, check me out on the web. <laughs> we're uh, let's shout out any social media now that we're tapped in. Any links where we can follow you? Yes, YouTube.com/slash Chandler Juliet. I'm Chandler J Official on Instagram, and I'm Chandler Juliet on the talk on the talk of the tick TikTok. TikTok. You got a TikTok? What? You got a TikTok? How you like TikTok? 
I do have a TikTok. I do have a TikTok. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that Instagram is cool because that's like the resume. TikTok is more like playground and YouTube is more like the longer term, longer form sharing of, of knowledge and, and personal and personality. So I like all three. <laughs> yeah, what about Snapchat? Nah. You didn't rock with Snapchat? I deleted it a long time ago. I just yeah. like like it being like, I don't know. I just didn't really, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Still use Snapchat. I thought it was going away. I heard it was going away. So I was like, all right, might as well delete it now. But yeah, it's that's still- what happened with TikTok too. Like remember really? Donald Trump was supposed to ban it or something like that? Oh, that's, that? Right. that's right. But Snapchat yeah. wasn't going to get banned. It was just like losing its luster, I thought. Yeah, true. Um, All right, cool. Yeah.